Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Xavier podcast. Uh, if you don't know what this is, it's literally just me talking about a few topics that I want to be able to talk about. So it's about five topics every single day. Now, it's just something that's on my mind at the time and I just want to go through it. So I hope you enjoy and uh, start off with uh, me talking about my fridge. <laughs> why I have a fridge in my workshop slash office. So I have a fridge in my workshop and uh, it's not to be lazy or anything. Obviously it's the case of uh, I can put snacks and drinks and all this other stuff in it. Uh, I do store snacks and drinks in it, uh, but it's not for the reason of uh, being lazy. It's something that uh, is, is very complicated with my autism and stuff. I, I have autism, uh, so it means that I uh, forget things sometimes, but it's also the case of uh, I do get hyper-focused on stuff. And the easiest thing to do is uh, turn around and uh, forget what you're doing or, or turn around and uh, forget that you need to drink. And uh, I hope to upgrade my uh, whole mini fridge. It's not even a mini fridge. It's a uh, small fridge. It's a, like an under-desk uh, fridge or whatever you call it, under-counter fridge. Um, but it is the case of inside the uh, fridge is uh, a few snacks such as uh, baby cucumbers or chocolate mousses and uh, baby bells and stuff like that. And uh the reason for each item is uh, very different. Uh, chocolate mousses, I do have to go downstairs and uh, go get a spoon to be able to, of course, eat it. So it's not something that I eat regularly, but it's also the case that it's nice to have. Uh, I have fridgy chocolate milkshake on the pure factor that uh, sometimes I really want a like snacky-like drink. And I do purchase them almost in bulk where I uh, purchase so many when they're on offer in uh, my local stores and stuff that I uh, buy basically uh, half their stock in one go. So it's a, a good 12 or 20 uh, when I really want them. The baby cucumbers is uh, something very strange. It's something that's uh, really, really nice, but it's also the case of uh, they do sort of uh, wet my mouth and make it nice and all that so that I uh, am not so thirsty all the time. Uh, obviously, I can uh, go to the bathroom and fill up my glass or whatever to be able to, of course, uh, also get a drink if I need to, uh, what's helpful. And then uh, the final thing that I do have is uh, baby bowels. Uh, the reason for baby bowels is uh, I do feel sick reasonably often. It's uh, nauseous and uh, feel like off and stuff. And uh, it can really affect my mood and uh, make me hurt because of my fibromyalgia. So uh, the easiest way to solve that is uh, before even getting up and uh, possibly falling down the stairs because uh, my workshop is upstairs, uh, take one of them, open it up and uh, of course take all the casing and uh, what's it called, the uh, wax off of it. Uh, and eat one of them and it seems to solve my uh, uh weird feeling in my mouth and uh also make me less nauseous and stuff it was a very strange system uh so yeah that's what i have in my fridge and uh why i have it um i still also have a, a few alcoholic drinks in my fridge and that's just on the pure factor that uh, my girlfriend left them in there after christmas and wanted to have them up here and things like that um she hasn't returned to them so i'll eventually take them out of the fridge um i also occasionally have things like rustler burgers and stuff so uh, microwavable burgers in there um but that's something that i more more have up here uh to avoid the main fridge that is uh, commonly full and uh, i forget about them down there my design skills when it comes to poster making as well as logos so I've designed a few things in the past. Uh, I designed the Vex logo, was uh, two simple triangles, obviously. It's a, a pink triangle facing down and a, 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 um, a blue triangle facing up. Uh, as I learnt over the time, uh, blue is a uh, power and uh, like known as reliable and all this other stuff. And uh, 
pink uh, or like the purpley pink or whatever I use is uh, pretty close to what the uh, gay rights uh, pink was originally. Uh, kind of suits it really well, especially as uh, we're technically an LGBT based uh, female led organization. And uh, on top of that, we hope that we're making good quality products that are strong and stuff like that. So if anything, our logo is pretty good, um, knowing that I didn't think about that originally. Uh, over time, I have also created the uh, TransPride 2023 uh, poster design, or it, it wasn't really a poster, it was a leaflet. Um, it just had very basic uh, flags and stuff, and also a uh, picture of the previous event and stuff. Pretty good. Uh, this year, for the TransPride Southampton uh, 2024 uh, poster, I have actually worked on a pretty good poster that uh, has multiple different colours, and it's al almost like a... Uh, hippie dip dye colors uh, was pretty cool and it also has a uh, butterfly at the top and all this other stuff it's a really really cool it's, it's not quite a um in focus butterfly it's a very uh, out of focus uh, like a watercolor based uh, butterfly it's something that i really really like and uh, it's definitely different than last year's but uh, as people have seen it they've turned around and went that's a really good design and uh, i'm like huh is it and uh, I, I i don't realize how much uh, Sometimes I design really good, and you know? sometimes I really design a very basic and a really bad. It's something that I would love to be able to develop in the future, and you know? maybe an extra service for Vex.Blue. Uh, unsure, but it might be a cool avenue to go down, and maybe uh, would be really cool to be able to uh, see Vex.Blue do more design and stuff, even if it's just me for the time being. Uh, so yeah, that's just a thought. How I feel about turning 22 very soon. So I feel strange because i'm turning 2022 i'm turning 22 soon and uh it's obviously a strange factor because uh, i didn't think i was going to make it to 18 let alone 22 and um it's been like four years like, i'm basically uh borrowing time at this point that's what i feel like i feel like uh almost like survived i i know it's not going to be as the extent of a surviving cancer or something but it feels like that because uh I knew that I, I knew that I would probably off myself by my 18th birthday or 16th birthday or whatever. I, I knew I wasn't going to make over 18. Uh, I didn't think I was going to make 14 uh, when I was uh, like 10 or whatever, uh, because I, I had a lot of uh, mental health issues. I still do, but it's the case of uh, my mental health issues. Uh, some of it, at least, and not all of it, uh, was because uh, I was bottling down that I was trans and uh, I sort of knew that I was trans and uh, threatened myself multiple times that I was going to come out as trans and all this other stuff and all that and I uh, used it as a uh, tool to be able to stop myself from uh, worrying or hating on myself I had to uh, make this work or, or I'm gonna come out and uh, ruin my life as such and, and that's what I've done for so long of uh, I'm gonna ruin my life and luckily I was in a uh, decent mental spot when I did come out and uh, realized I was trans and uh, all this other stuff and uh, I'm glad that I did and uh, I hope that in the uh, foreseeable future I uh, slowly get my voice that I wish to have uh, especially once starting vocal therapy at some stage in the future as well as uh, I get the body that I like and uh, hopefully feel a lot more comfortable in uh, this the body that I uh, eventually have um, over time there's, uh, there's bits of my body that I uh, hate and uh, there's bits of my body that I like and uh, at the moment a lot of it is uh, what I hate and I uh, hope that improves in the future but it's also the case of uh, I'm sort of excited it's uh, strange I, I, I never was excited for my birthdays and uh now, like 21, uh, I'm uh, excited for my 22nd birthday, even though that I'm not doing much for my 22nd birthday. 
Uh, I'm just going to go to town, spend time with uh, one of my friends, and then it's the case of uh, I'm coming back and recording a uh, podcast for Transpride Southampton. Uh, that will be the first episode as well. And then uh, i got to edit that and do all of that. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, I, I should hopefully survive uh, a couple more days to get to then. And uh, it should all be good and everything. It's uh, about a week away or a week and one day for me. Uh, so yeah, hope it goes well. And uh, I'm ex- sort of excited. It was kind of nice. Would I ever get to a stage that I would be satisfied with my life? So obviously talking about turning 22 soon, uh, the the question would arise of uh, what would make me feel satisfied in my life? Because obviously uh, one of the major things anyone probably wants is to feel uh, desired, satisfied and uh, good in their life uh, by the end of their life or, or midlife or whatever. And um, I guess that there's a few things that I would love to be able to have happen to be able to, of course, uh, feel like I've done something in my life. One of the major ones has been, uh, I would love to be able to explore the projects that I enjoy doing. And uh, I would love to be able to get my company to a stance that I'm living off of it and uh, getting to the point that I uh, can pay for other people's living and stuff and uh, do, do something amazing with that because it, it would be really cool. And then the the other sectors would be, uh, I would love to be able to expand my company or at least uh, get to the point that I can uh, work on a book myself or work on a game myself or work on uh, much more videos and things that I really enjoy doing, maybe even do a full feature length movie type thing at some stage or so, two hours long and be really cool. But uh, who knows with, with, with it, and, uh, especially like uh, the gear and the people and all these other things that you need for, for these sorts of projects. Uh, it takes a lot to be able to do and uh, if I have the money and time and resources, uh, maybe I'll be able to do it. Uh, who knows in the end of the day, there's gonna be a lot more things that I uh, wanna do and uh, I'm not sure if that will satisfy me in the end because uh, I guess challenges and changing your ideas and uh, over time getting to the point that you feel satisfied uh, might not be satisfying. Uh, one of the biggest things that will make me physically uh, happy and uh, make me to the point that I, I would uh, at least love my body more and love my um, self more would probably be getting to the point that a lot of my physical dysphoria and um my my uh dysphoria towards like my voice and uh what i look like and stuff is uh solved by of course a medical and possibly physical transition uh when it comes to transness and stuff like that uh it's, it's something that i'd love to be able to do and uh, I, I don't know if i would ever get around to it fully uh to the point that i'm a hundred percent comfortable with myself but uh i would love to and uh, i'm not sure if uh I would get to that point, especially as how expensive it is and things like that. Uh, I would also just, uh, I guess I would get satisfied if uh, if I could say retire tomorrow and live the rest of my life, not worrying about money and being able to uh, live financially mostly free, basically, where I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. I'm just uh, living and uh, having a good time. I can pay for the newest console if I really want it, but uh, I don't have to. And, uh, pay for the latest games if I want to, but I don't have to. And uh, get to the point that I'm just uh, chilling out and not have to worry about anything. If I, I really want to get to that point, uh, I, I guess I'll try to get to that point. And I'd love to be able to uh, have those sorts of things in uh, my like arsenal of uh, stuff that I could do. And uh, maybe I'll get to that point, uh, maybe I won't. Uh, but I do want to try and feel satisfied in my life. And uh, to get to those points, I, the, the first step is... Uh, this company, uh, what I'm trying to build, like Vex.Blue. 
is uh, maybe the first company of many or maybe the first company of uh, only one um, uh, but in the end of the day I would love to be able to see what I can do not only for myself but uh, also others because in the end uh, it's not just about me I would love to make other people's lives better even if it is by uh, hiring them as, as employees or turning around and helping homeless people or helping other trans people be able to transition or, or whatever it is, uh, uh, I, I would probably feel a lot more nicer in myself if I helped people a lot more. Um, but financially, I can't at the moment. And uh, that's what sucks. Uh, I can't help myself. I can't help others. And uh, it really sucks. And I hope in the future that improves. Would I ever create fan-made films and uh, would they ever be good? So obviously uh, fan-made films are good and uh, they're pretty cool projects and stuff. There's a lot of uh, issues with, uh, I guess, accepting money when it comes to it, uh, at least legally and stuff. Uh, I guess you could do it like donation basis or something like that. There's probably some way of being able to get around it. And I know there's a, a Spider-Man fan film that I think they took in like a quarter of a million or something like that to be able to, of course, produce it. And uh, it was pretty crap, to be honest. It, I think me and uh, my girlfriend started watching it. And, uh, we got like so far into it and uh, we gave up because it was like, uh, this is uh, not good and uh, the music is uh, not matching it or is uh, pretty awful or too loud and uh, a lot of issues with it. And obviously, uh, I don't know if the uh, filmmakers were really good at it or anything. Uh, if you don't know what movie I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, Spider-Man Lotus. It's a pretty crap film, to be honest. And uh, the only black character they had in it was uh, covered up with a mask and was in it for like two seconds. So uh, obviously didn't have a diversity. And uh, I'm pretty sure the uh, main person who, who was inside of the uh, Spider-Man Lotus um, got out for being like stupidly racist and things like that. So it uh, makes sense why the uh, only black character they had was uh, covered up in, in uh, at least that context sort of thing. But one of my uh, all-time favorite series, or at least a movie series, was uh, Scooby-Doo. Early 2000s Scooby-Doo movies, uh, I think they were written by Jane, James Gunn or something like that. I, I, James Gunn had involvement in it, and it's uh, Warner Bros, obviously, because that's who owns uh, Scooby-Doo. And uh, Matthew Lillard's playing uh, Shaggy and all this other stuff. So it was uh, Scooby-Doo, what was uh, Spooky Island, the first one, and then the second one was uh, Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed. And uh, I loved Monsters Unleashed. I used to watch it so often. And I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, some really good parts in it. And I love the uh, Scooby-Doo comedy. And Shaggy and Scooby's uh, comedy in that one was uh, definitely really good. And uh, obviously the comedy in uh, the first one was pretty good as well. And uh, I love it to bits. And uh, I'm not sure if I would be able to uh, personally write something like that. But I, uh, I would love to be able to uh, write a comedy-based thing. Comedy is uh, something that I really enjoy. But I'm not sure if uh, I would do, especially as like, I'm not sure if I know how to do CGI. Uh, it's definitely something that I haven't explored, and I would love to be able to explore at some stage, but it's a modeling, and then, of course, trying to put it in the scene, try and light the character correctly, and do all these other things. Like, uh, the original Scooby-Doo movies, they pretty much got Scooby spot on. There's probably a few lighting issues and things like that. Um, I haven't watched them in a few weeks, at least, but... Uh, it, there's there's a few lighting issues, but are definitely not as uh, bad as uh, the other Scooby-Doo movies that has happened since. It's uh, definitely a really good CGI for the time, at least with some of it. Some of the uh, villains aren't quite good in CGI. Some of it's really good, some of it's really bad. Like, Scooby, pretty decent, as uh, some elements is uh, not, and that's probably because of uh, mainly lighting, to be honest.
Uh, I'm not sure if I would be able to even get it up to uh, anywhere close to that standard of the original Scooby-Doo movie. And uh, I would love to be able to uh, create something anywhere similar, or even be able to uh, recreate it in my own creation uh, over time, and uh, just see if I can recreate certain scenes uh, with certain locations that I have at my disposable and um, do all of that, especially as that would be a really cool showcase of a, hey, here's the original scene, here's our recreated scene from uh, whatever gear we have and uh, stuff like that. But uh, I doubt I'll be able to do any scene justice in that format. And uh, I hope that we can uh, discover that and uh, see if we can uh, recreate scenes uh, as good or better in the future. Um, who knows? We'll see what we can do. And uh, I'm guessing there are going to be more uh, side projects that we can uh, explore without having to uh, pay for them, hopefully, and uh, pay tons of money into all of it. Who knows? We'll see in the future. And um, maybe I'll do it.